Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, the Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So, so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Got wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. Or you can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You, you like opium? And welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast. The podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Today is Saturday, February 20th. Um, if you are new to this podcast, uh, be sure to subscribe to our uh, channel on YouTube. We've got that. And also um, join our Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, we're just regular dudes and this podcasting is not our regular jobs. So we need your money because we know a lot of you guys work for Google and shit. So we need your money so we can <laughs> buy like fleshlights and other stuff for content. Okay. You are, you're an investor of the pod. So please check us out at patreon.com slash pod. And in return, you'll get um, a shout out on the podcast. You get bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and we you also get an invite to our monthly Zoom hangs, and it's a good time, so uh, join now. And, oh, and by the way, if you're already a Patreon person, the next Zoom hangout will be March 12th, so just look out for a link for that, and we also have merch, so just go to asian.asianpod.com slash merch to get your hoodies, like the one Mike and I are wearing right now, and you would know yeah. that if you had subscribed to our YouTube page, you bitches. You um, know, I, I feel also, um, I do have to correct you, I feel we don't really have Google Asians. We kind of have um, because our, our our fans are a little goofy. So you're they're right. kind of more. You know, they're not like the Kickstarter. They're the Indiegogo. You know, they're like a Indiegogo. little bit <laughs> not quite Google. Like pretty Indi- up Indiegogo there. Asian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. they didn't. They didn't like. You know, they didn't pass the uh, whatever case study. So the now case study. Yeah, they yeah, couldn't tell you. They couldn't tell you how many yeah. jelly beans fit in a um, a Boeing seven three seven. Yeah. So they couldn't get that. Yeah, job. yeah, exactly. So they're not. It's not. It's not quite cool. But you still got the money. So hook it up with the Patreon and hey. uh, check out the merch. Hit us up. Hit us up. Um, we would like to start this episode um, by asking our fans and our Mike and the guests and everybody listening: um, Is putting a lot of effort into nudes? Is that Asian or not Asian? Let's begin. Mm-hmm. Well, this week, mm-hmm. Mike and I, you know, we, fi- we, we don't really get invited to do podcasts because I think people are afraid of us. I think they're afraid of what we can be and will be, our comedy potential. But this week... Especially uh, this, this, together. I, yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't get booked on stuff together ever. And th- but this week, um, our friend Katie Boyle has got this uh, dating podcast, podcast called The Shift, which apparently is really popular in Ireland. So if huh. that's out by now and people have tuned over to our podcast, may I say to you... Uh, what do they say over uh, there? Good day, mate. Uh, what do good Irish day. people say? Yeah, I don't good know. day. <laughs> I don't good know either. day. I like potatoes as well. <laughs> Seamus. Um, but we were on there and we were talking about like this dating podcast and like we don't really talk about dating all that much on here um though we will start because i am single um but we we're talking about like the concept of like nudes see look at me the concept of news who am i this is why yes, i'm not getting laid the theoretical the, con- the, the theoretical <laughs> construct of nudes 
So, yeah. so we were like talking about it, and um, I she was asking about how I send it, and in the last couple of weeks, and like I lied, in the last like couple of months, you know, I have been. I've been everywhere. I've been doing the open relationship. Then I broke up. Now I'm single, you know, but I have been talking to people online and stuff. And I've learned a lot about nudes. And what I said, what I revealed on this podcast really surprised Mike. I don't think he knew this, but I think a lot of guys, I will say guys because I don't think women do this, but I think guys mm-hmm. will take a dick pic from like this angle, like looking from, down so at top, it, like so when you're top peeing. down, looking yes. from above. But, but I, what I learned from the various helpful women in my life. And also I've been going to Reddit, Reddit dash beautiful dicks. I don't know if you guys ever go there. Um, Do not. Of, well, I went there because I wanted to learn how to take a good dick pic because it's not just the huh. lighting, you know, it's also, people always say it's the angle, but what do they mean by that? Well, what I found yeah. out through this Reddit thread and through my friends is that um, you want to tell a story with your, with your dicks. So that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I heard that if you, where did the dick come from? from? What is the dick <laughs> motivation? Where is the, what did the dick go to college? The dick's parents, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I take what it next are, to my what diploma. Are the dick's aspirations, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who was the dick before and who was it post college after reading Pachinko, you know, like who, you know, <laughs> tell me a story. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, but like it's, it's, it's really, it's really funny. Like the way it was explained to me was like, if you take it from below, like if you're looking up at it, it makes the girl feel like she's on her knees and she wants to put it in her mouth. And if she's looking from another angle, like on your bed, then it looks like she's in the bed with you and she wants to hop on it. And I was like, Oh, this is so wonderful. So I've been trying to think about that, you know, think about, huh, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, a, I'm a, I'm a, like I'm a screenwriter. I write pilots. You know what I'm saying? So I've been trying to think yeah. about that as I'm, I'm, I'm doing a dick pic. So that was one. But then the second part that I, I'm not really sure if it's Asian or not Asian is um, when you send these, nudes or when you're sexting sexting and stuff uh you had asked me you know how i get into it and stuff and i i told you i don't think this is that weird that i do this but i told you that when i start sexting with somebody i have like a i have them sign like a verbal contract about yeah. um privacy Not a verbal, an actual i mean like you, you texted <laughs> over to them no yeah. but i don't i don't like it's not like a docu-sign i don't send over like a docu-sign <laughs> <laughs> i just like i just say like hey you know i'm like i'm like trying to be a public figure slash am one kind of and you know i'm like i don't want this to get out and you know i'm happy to do this with you but like i need you to, i need like a verbal commitment yep. from you that like you won't save these photos and you know i you only take screenshots if i say it's okay and and all that um, mm. And you, you thought that was kind of interesting. So, yes, stro- legally binding, as we all know. Um, yes, completely airtight in any court of law. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and I do think this is interesting because I, I wonder if, if this is a, a widespread thing, you know. Um, and I, I wonder how much. What are people putting into their, in, into their terms and conditions? Right, you're <laughs> yeah, like, into their in, into their writers. I want all brown yeah. M and M's. You know, yeah. What are you, yeah? What are people putting into their into their uh, dick pic TNCs, and and you know, and and what are the what are the little different clauses that you might have? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were saying that people send you not send you like some you know like maybe as formally as you might, but there is that conversation, right? You do have the conversation before you get into the nudes. Absolutely. And I think this is like maybe, mm. I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's maybe like a 2021 thing, 2020 thing. I think everybody's yep. trying to be a little bit more honest. And I actually yep. really appreciate it. And like, if I told this story like eight years ago, I think people would have been like, that That would turn me off, you know? But like, 
I think for me, it's like I just want to make sure like I'm playing in a safe place so that we don't ha- we can like have fun instead of like either of us constantly worrying if this is gonna leak because I mean first of all if my news leaked like I I, I would gain like five followers you know that's the sad truth you know because a lot, yep. a lot of people's nudes leak and and they go viral but uh, listen I, yeah I have been doing Peloton but it, my body's not that good yet you know so it's just I don't know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really what it is but uh, I wanna I wanna ask our guest about this because. Uh, I'm so glad he came on, by the way. And also, as I was researching into him, you know, I, I, I met, I, I've actually known him on online for a while, but I actually met him in person. We actually lost our um, knitting factory virginities together. Actually, I don't even know. I think he might have done it before. I did it. That was my first time. So he was there when oh, I lost my there? knitting factory. We did the same show together. Um, that's yeah. when I met him in person, I think. So mm. we go, we go back, kinda. I don't think he remembers that night. But listen, this our guest today. This boy's got credits. Okay, he's a comedian, actor, TikTok star slash nice face. He's got a beautiful face. Okay, uh, <laughs> he, he's been on SNL back in like I don't even know when. I think this is 2013. Um, God, he must be so young because I watched the sketch and he was so young in that. Holy shit! What the fuck? I know. Okay. It's I, funny. Didn't actually, is that true? I actually don't know how old this guy is. Because that, it, that's like when we started comedy. <laughs> I might this might have been a this might have been a typo. I don't think this is right. I will ask him to clarify okay. this. He's also been okay. on an episode of Modern Family. Um Oh nice. And then uh most recently he he, he plays Dimitri on CBS's TV show called uh, Unicorn. So check that out. Um so everybody give it up for the hilarious Jared Goldstein. Hey, hey, hey. It's How me. old are you? <laughs> Let's, can we start there? We need to clarify. Hey, are you seven? <laughs> I'm hanging up. <laughs> can't, you can't ask. You can't ask an Wait, actor in LA. There's so how much old he I want to talk yeah. about, and none of it is Please. my actual age. Yeah. Let's, okay. Fuck, let's, fuck, fuck, let's go back. Fuck, let's go back and age. ask. Let's, let's go, go ask. back and ask. Okay. Uh, I don't even know. Wait out. Yeah, where, wherever you want to start uh, off. There's just so hey. much. Okay. Nudes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I've also been taking some. Um, I don't send them very often, and I'm but I'm really getting into it right now. And I find that like you know, there's that idea that the camera adds adds ten pounds, not mm-hmm. to dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like you're I exactly wish. right. You're exactly right. <laughs> right. It's like it's. I'm looking great. I feel good. I take a picture, and I'm like. Come on, that's uh, not right. Yeah. That's not. That can't be right. That yeah. can't be right. Yeah. I know. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, yeah. you're using like a using a fisheye lens. Come on, it's, yeah, it's, right. it's the same way. Right. Yeah, it's like how everyone this. always don't, looks tall. Don't do yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There needs a there needs to be a special camera for that. You know, uh, yeah, a special yeah. nudes nudes camera that they have. You know, along with along with portrait mode. Yeah. yeah, and I I've been I've been working out more and more. Um, I don't have a Peloton, but I got a treadmill that I'm loving. Oh, yeah. I'm getting steps every day. Uh, and I I'm I'm gaining wow. weight, but when I again, like when I take I'll look in the mirror and I and I like what I see. I'm like, "Okay, I'm growing. I'm getting buff." And then I'll take a picture of it, and then I look so skinny in the picture. So I'm starting Ooh, to think that it's yo. not I don't think that the camera adds 10 pounds. I think that the camera exaggerates your insecurities. So like, <laughs> yes. if you yes. feel like you're too big, you take a picture, you'll see yourself bigger than you are. If you feel like you're too small, you'll take a picture yeah. and you'll see yourself smaller than you are. I don't think there's any science behind the camera adding 10 pounds. You know what? But I think you're right, Jerry, because I took a selfie the other day and I saw my dad leaving in the background. I was like, he's not even here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, yeah. <laughs> 
So I, I, I agree with you um, there, man. What about uh, this this sort of uh, thing? You, do you have like a contract also? <laughs> you that you, did you say? Well, because you're the other you're person? famous. Yeah. yeah, I can't even famous. leave the house. It's I just want my <laughs> privacy back. <laughs> yeah. Um, do yeah I you know that's part part of why I haven't sent news is because not because I'm famous but because I hope that someday I will be and then that'll be it that I'll be go oh I'm so glad I didn't do that mm, right but even right. that or, it's like, who or, cares yeah. no one even cares and it's like it's not going to get out and if it does it doesn't matter and also by the time right, that right. that any any of us are famous I, I think that we'll have a much less toxic culture that would because I think now when nudes get leaked like I think the reaction yes. is pretty like on their side much faster yeah. than it used to be um, yeah, yeah. So, that's true you know I think when nudes are getting leaked in 2024 I think uh, I think they'll be maybe it'll be like a really good thing for your career in the sense that like you ha- now have a victim <laughs> narrative I think no I think what's going to happen you is know? eventually um around like mid-career it's like a mid-career thing in order to like you know regain relevance you're gonna like you're gonna drop the news yourself yeah you know what i'm saying right right right, right. it's it's like you know kind of like how some people after a certain amount of time they get an oscar they get to they get a kennedy center award you know hey it's about time we we we, we saw the nudes at this point you know <laughs> that makes sense i feel like uh yeah there's so many like musicians who should drop nudes like like eminem like what happened to that guy you know if, yeah if you know what if he drops some if he drops some nudes along with a with a fire collab with bad bunny hey there you go he's relevant <laughs> boom <laughs> he got his, there you go <laughs> where are those nudes at and he's <laughs> oh, bleached his I love pubes it. <laughs> it's got the haircut it's got the haircut yeah yeah damn he's so angry his, his dick must be angry too man mm. his, his dick so hates, angry his, yeah his dick hates kim and and it's got it's also got that hat on that he always has on you know what i'm talking about yeah. on, on the head <laughs> yeah on the head he's always got that hat i'll say at the start hey, like, yeah. at the start of yeah. quarantine i i watched eight mile for the first time and i loved it oh I sure. absolutely loved oh, it. oh it's a great movie damn yeah. I, I gotta watch that because i feel like i'm missing out on a lot of like jokes have you never oh, seen you have it? never watched you know, it i've never i've just seen like the it's rap a good movie. part yeah. on youtube i've it's never seen a, the whole thing watch the yeah. movie it's a good listen movie. to the song okay. again the song yeah oh, the bridge yeah of that, that song, song. Is, is it fire. lose yourself is it it's lose yeah. yourself. Actually, you know. Yeah. Speaking speaking of which, uh, you know, I listened to that song before I did the knit. Okay, and uh, I was in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> just practicing my jokes. I was like, "Hey, what's going on, fellas? You know, yeah, you, you know, you guys like, what you guys like ramen? You fucking, you, know, I was you, doing, fucking? You, you fucking, you fucking, you fucking." I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, I was spitting hot fire into the mirror. Do you remember um, uh, Fumi at the set? Because Ira was there too. I was like, I gotta support my boy. I, I, I remember. It was a I big deal for me, Jared. It's a big it deal. It's I mean, there's, there's several. Uh, I know, but that, was that your know, first time I'm or no? Sure. I don't remember if it was my first or second. I've done it twice. Um, I I think that it was my second time. Here, maybe this will tell me if this sounds familiar okay, to okay. you. I had like a true like Eminem lose yourself moment because I bombed for the first like two or three minutes. Really? And then I forget mm. what. Did you go in the first I half went, or the second half? I think of the, in the of second the show. half. Like the first time I did the show, it was a dream yeah. from heaven. It was like fun from the start to yes. the end. Just a perfect introduction to the show. And then I, because I, I go back and forth, uh, and I, I from like here and 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 New York, and I guess I just hadn't thought about it. But the second time that I asked to do the show, I realized like, oh shit, like that's probably too soon. Like I think I asked too quickly to come back but um mm-hmm. sydney and marie mm-hmm. uh, they, they were they were very um 
gracious and they, and they had me back and and I was like I think I felt mm-hmm. a bit uncomfortable about that also I think I yeah, I, yeah. I think I had covid like maybe that night I mean oh, I definitely yes. didn't but I had something I was right. like coming down with a flu and right. like before I'm walking on stage like it was just starting and I was like yeah. uh-oh like uh-oh. I feel like really not good I was like but just please like please just give me 15 minutes like all I need yep. is 15 minutes I will do this set and then I walk back to my sister's place and that will be it I won't and then I that's that's what happened and I didn't leave for two days I couldn't walk but oh <laughs> shit but um <laughs> Uh, but the set, yeah, for like two minutes, it was like, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Because you really oh, don't want to Like, it is yeah, 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 It's such a fun show. Like, if you ruin the vibes, yeah. it's like, that's not, that is not. It's on you, yeah. I will say, it really, you really got to do something in order to, to ruin the vibe of that show. And for people who don't know, this is The Knitting Factory, which is a very famous indie comedy show started by Hannibal Burris. It, God, I don't even know if it'll ever come back, but it was the show of shows. Mm. Uh, in you know, if you are somebody, if you want to, if it, it's you know, I always say it's like getting knighted as a comedian because you're, you're like, you're like, you are now yeah. one of the order of dumbasses which are called comedians, and and it, it's a big deal. So I see you. If yeah, I understand, to be knighted yeah. by Amina, Sydney, and Marie <laughs> is just the Trinity, the yes. trifecta. I, I remember so, that night. Um, it was like I, that might have been your second night because it was. I, went, I had to go first. Yeah, but you're it, like, yeah, you were bombing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was a no, terrible no. vibe. I remember like so, I wasn't doing that hot in the first minute or two either. It took me like a while to like get them. It wasn't yes. as easy. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Like some shows are hot too, and there easy. There was somebody, there was people, there were people fighting. I remember this. It might have been this oh, yeah. It, yeah, it was a weird yeah. night. There, it, there, yeah, there was it wasn't us, fighting. guys. It wasn't our yeah, jokes. I Come remember on. Yeah. I had a solid two minutes, which feels like two hours. A yeah. solid oh, two no. minutes of just like, well, I don't think I'm going to get out of this. And yeah, then I yes. got lucky. And then I think because it was such an exaggerated uh, switch, like it was, I was able to just run to the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was a net win, but like... Whew, it was not. It was you know. It was very eight mile. There was a there was a story arc. There was you there know, was a story. Like the first act was a disaster. Yeah, act two, right. we started to build, and then you know. Yeah, I don't know. I how love it. Kai worked, Pfeiffer but. was there. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before we get into current events and whatnot, I, I want to you know I, I feel like when, when I first met you, I was like, oh, I want to be friends with this guy, but you don't even live here, dude. I can't even hang out with you because you don't, you live in L.A. Um, so this is why I booked you on the show because I want to be friends with you. So I wanna, let's, let's get to know Jared. Let's get to know Jared real quick. I, don't be uh, I know that. Okay, so you're born in New York. I also know your your mom is Japanese. You're half Japanese. Yes. From uh, your mom is from Hawaii from and your Hawaii. dad is uh, Jewish. Jewish. From Flora, um, Flora. Yes. And you don't drink barley tea. What's happening with that? Yeah, you don't drink here. barley tea. Okay, that's let me, really let me what we brought you, you on. Through. Yeah. So yes, Japanese mom from Hawaii. She always. Uh, Okay, so she's like third generation, fourth generation. So okay, we're, okay. also her mother was deaf. So there, they spoke sign language and English, and there's there was no oh, Japanese shit. language in the family. Also, my mom <gasps> was just like very much like a like a like an American girl who really really just wanted to be yeah. an American girl. She like doesn't like mm-hmm. fish. Yes. She like didn't want to like date anyone in her town. When she was twenty, she moved cold blind to brooklyn wow uh, from 25 hawaii. years old from hawaii to brooklyn and just started over in in new york wow um so 
like I didn't have like I didn't have a ton of Jewish culture growing up. I didn't mm. have a ton of like Japanese culture growing up. Oh shit! But we had some Hawaiian culture, uh, which was that we would go like pretty much every summer um, and we would just like eat fast food at the mall. And that was like our big- <laughs> Fumi, like, Fumi, Fumi has got to experience the amazingness of Hawaiian culture. And you can see why Hawaiian culture is so strong, right Fumi? <laughs> Dude, I just went there and it, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because like I, I went there and to me it was like, the mecca for Asian Americans and also just Japanese people because like everything has an Asian name on it. You know, like there's so many like food trucks. I was like, Fumi shrimps or something. I was like, hey, that's <laughs> I went to the airport. There was like some artist named like Satoru Abe or something. And I was like, I've never even fucking, I've never seen my name on a wall ever, not in America, you know? So like, yep. it's interesting how your mom grew up in that environment was like, fuck this Asian shit and moved to Brooklyn, New York Truly. and married a Jewish guy. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, so, I, um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. But she has a lot of nostalgia for Hawaiian culture. Mm. And that was something we really like came together over. Yeah. Like every summer, like we would just, all we would do is just talk about like L&L and Spam Musubi yes. and like mm. Matsumoto mm. and like shrimp trucks and yeah. like, like rainbow cookies and and uh, King's Hawaiian yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, the guava juice, we just would dream of it, dream of it, dream of it, dream of it. And then every year we'd go and it was just like, we were in absolute fucking heaven and we loved it. I think the one thing I noticed, and I noticed I noticed this with um, like California, like LA and also San Francisco when I go to like Japantown and stuff, uh, they'll have like a Japanese mall or food or vendor or something, but it's it's American in the way that it's not clean. Does that make sense? Like if you go to <laughs> Japan and you want to get like shaved mm. ice, the place is immaculate. You know, the cashier is cute wearing a weird hat. There's like a, there's like a uh, shaved ice anime character, like yelling some shit in Japanese, you know, but like in Hawaii, it's just like somebody's just selling it out of the back of their truck and it's good. But it's like not that. That was like my my take on it. I was like, oh, it's Japanese, but like not really, you know. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, like it's American. You know? It's Hawaiian for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's spam in there for some reason, just thrown in. You know why the fuck yeah. not? You know, you you were you, you grew up in Long Island. You were um, uh, a child actor. Yeah. I don't even know where where we should start. How did you get you, into? How did you get yeah. into that? We saw your SNL. We saw your SNL yeah. clip. You're like what I assume. I thought you were like 12, <laughs> but if that was 2013, then I don't really know. It was not, not 2013. Oh, okay, we no. don't even know. Um, <laughs> at the time, I was uh, 15. I look like I'm nine years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> surrounded by actual nine year nine nine year olds so i was i was the only one who actually knew where i was i, was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe i was yes. like this is yes. I was like, oh my god that's this Jimmy is crazy Fallon and right this is rachel dratch and oh my god that's tina fey and like we met tracy Moore. it was just like i was there truly with children who like didn't know or care didn't had no yeah. idea yeah. had no idea you where thought they were. they were yeah so that's funny um but i started uh i started when i was a kid basically like uh, the movie Titanic came out. It was very big in our house. Um, we would listen to the Celine Dion song, My Heart Will Go On. Uh, I was like, <laughs> yep. uh, I we were listening to it one morning. My mom was like, I love the way that Celine can like shake her voice, meaning like her vibrato. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, no, you can't. And I was like, yeah, I can. <laughs> so then I do it. And she's like, oh my God, my boy can sing. And then she took me to a Lion King open call. Uh, <gasps> 
to try to be Simba on Broadway. It was like hundreds of, of little kids auditioning for Simba and Nala. Um, after like two months, it was down to me and like two other boys. Wow. Um, I did not get it because I uh, lacked urban edge, as I was told. Right. Wait, hold on here. But <laughs> did, wait, you, did you, you didn't train to sing? You just went into this audition or did you, you been practicing? You just no, went no, in. No, no, no. Just went in. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. I, I'm sure these other kids were, have been taking lessons for years. We assume some of them, yeah, some of them. Um, wow, yeah, because I started when I was eleven, and that was late. Like most, right. the magic number right. for like child actors is eight. Like mm-hmm. most of them start at eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I started at eleven, it was like I had already aged out of like half of the roles I could possibly do. Wow. Um, so uh, so when I got started, I was like, I really wanted to hit the ground running. Also, like I was so bad at sports, and I had no friends, and I just felt like such a loser. So to like have something that felt like like interesting and like an open door was like so exciting to yeah. me and um Yo, you, you, got a, you got a deep voice though what was like did you have a high voice as a kid because i feel like leads they're really, always okay because i feel like right now you're like yeah. you're like a bass you're like super low yeah i had a really high voice when i was a kid um and and that's how i got started and then you know you just start like you know you get a headshot you get you get like a cuckoo child acting manager yeah, yep. which i certainly had yep uh and then you just get going you know your mom pulls you out of school you drive into the city you read the sides maybe you get it maybe you don't and i did a lot of theater as a kid how, how was so. that like sort of i mean i that's that's the thing what i was the thing i realized when i went to nyu is like if you meet friends from long island because it's so close to the city like a lot of them were like doing shit like that yeah. and it necessarily wasn't that rare like if because I grew up in Ohio. If somebody was doing that in Ohio, they're like, what? You're auditioning for Lion King? Like, that's insane. But yeah. like, yeah, I guess like, I, I, just wanna, I don't know what kind of high school you went to, but like, how was that sort of perceived within your high school clique or your, you know, your classmates? Like, did, did, did they treat you like a star because you were like <laughs> almost famous? Like, yeah, you know, I think about that all the time. It's really, it's so, it's so crazy how like little of our lives we're actually like in control of. Um, because if I wasn't, if I was born anywhere else on the planet, I would mm. not have been able to do this. Um, yeah. Could not have done that. Uh, so that was like, I, I, something that I'm really grateful for. And it was it was cool, it, it, it worked out. Like my, I think my, this, my school, luckily like the superintendent of the school thought it was like really like sexy that I was like being <laughs> a child actor and like working okay. and stuff. So like if any teachers gave me grief about it, which like, uh, many did, mostly white men. <gasps> I went there. Um, they, uh, they, they, they didn't have a leg to stand on because ultimately, like, we just go over their head, and the superintendent would be like, "Let him go." Damn. Um, wow. So yeah, like they would just like put my finals like in a in like a sealed envelope and like give it to my mom, and then I would just like take take tests on set in, in, and send the them car. back and stuff. <laughs> That's and cool. It was like it was wow. cool. I, basically like I was pretty like just invisible. In school, my sister was extremely popular, uh, very hot, very popular, very well liked. Um, and I was just leaving all the time because mm. once like once I started to work, it was like just so exciting. And my parents were really I'm I feel really lucky that my parents were like open to trying it. You know, at first they were like, you know, if it's a disaster, then we then we'll stop. But yeah. like, let's try and we'll see how far we can take this. Um, and. Yeah, I missed like a ton of school. I fucking loved it. That's sweet. I wish I could have missed <laughs> yeah. more. 
Did you... Um, and that was it, you know? You know, I mean, obviously you're still an actor now. Did you have like any... Did you have like a break? Because like sometimes I feel like child actors, they have a little break where they're just like, I don't know, they had a bad experience or they just... They became a plumber for a little bit or something, you know? Yeah. And then they got back oh, into huge. it, you know? Did that happen to you too? Yeah, I, I waited tables for a decade. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, basically like after my voice changed, mm. uh, it was pretty much all about the singing for me. Like oh, I was okay. like fine at acting, but I was a really good singer and that kind of like, that kind of, that's sort of why I was doing more theater than like TV or anything. Um, but when my voice changed, I was like pretty optimistic. It's funny cause like the stage moms will like spread the lore of like, oh, did you hear what happened to yes. Gerard? His voice changed <laughs> and he never Yo. worked again. <laughs> That's crazy. And it's like, like it's like this legend, this like, uh, you know, ghost story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like so optimistic. I was like, y'all are crazy. Like it's gonna be fine. Like I'm, I'm a good singer. I like work hard. We're gonna get through it. I might have like an awkward time, but like we'll get through it. Like that's just it. Um, none of that happened. It was exactly <laughs> what they said. Yo, uh, my voice changed, and ultimately I never worked again. Um, but like in the even worse than that, like in the profit, like I got hired to do like a really high profile musical. Uh, it was called Spring Awakening. Oh, of um, course. It was like. Yeah, it was Huge. like headed way. Yeah, um, I met all of them, work with all of them, and three weeks later was fired. And then I oh, never shit. worked again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get. I guess I understand that from like, okay, your range changed, so that. But can't you just now do regular musicals? Because like, you can still sing. No, literally got that. Like, I went from having like really a stunning, exceptional, gorgeous dove of a singing voice to <laughs> like a pigeon on its last day. Like just, it went bad. That's really like it wild. goes bad. Like you wow. have a bad voice. I didn't know that. Whoa. God, you know, puberty was so evil, so evil. Like you, it was just like yeah. acne, like my nose grew before any other part of me. Uh, like I lost my fucking career. I'm so oh gay as hell. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. That came with it? Yo, yo puberty <laughs> to hell. Yo, you puberty. From hell. Yes, well, I wanna, for, for, for yeah, ever for me, you know, all I did was, you know, sometimes I'd I'd uh, I'd have nocturnal emissions, but for, but Jared <laughs> lost a career from his, he lost a career, and Fumi Fumi's still waiting to go through puberty. I'm still so waiting. Gonna, I'm still waiting. Just say in a second. <laughs> Fumi's gonna be crazy, dude. Your voice is gonna change like motherfucker. Okay, any anyways. day now, baby. I'm gonna take that spot that Jared lost, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna play um, Young Simba to, okay. on Broadway on Zoom. Yeah, Young Simba. Young Simba. You yeah, got the I already got yellow one. Keep wearing the hoodie. Urban edge. Yeah. <laughs> Need that urban um, edge. I wanted to get into this because, you know, as we were, you know, you're talking about a, a hinting about it a little bit. You know, you say you didn't have a lot of friends in school and, you know, you liked doing the musical theater because it gave you a thing to kind of own. And also combined with that, you know, your mom didn't, um, you know, imbue a lot of Japanese stuff in you and your dad didn't really force Jewish stuff on you. Um, so, so identity wise, it sounds like if I had met 16 year old Jared and I said like, who are you? You probably would have said to me like, oh, I'm a musical theater guy. That's my thing. Right. Yeah, probably. Uh, Right, but um, I I don't know where our producer got this quote, but it, maybe on some podcast somewhere uh, we read that you said you, you weren't really aware of your Asianness until you went to college um, mm. because you're meeting yeah. a lot of strangers who would often ask you like what are you and you never I think what you mean by you weren't really aware of it is that I guess nobody really brought it up or you never really thought about it and it kind of reminded me of um, 
Joe Kim Booster's legendary joke where he says, I knew I was gay before I was Asian. Um, and I just yeah. want to like kind of ask you about like, you know, did you, is that, did you live that joke? Like, is, is that, you oh, know, obviously 100%. he's- 100%. He, yeah. I think yeah. like, um, like realizing you're gay in like 2003 is like such an issue that it just kind of like takes center stage. Yeah. Um, and I think, I feel like my, the town that I grew up in was like really progressive. Um, like we Where had, are you from? What I'm part from, of Long Island? From Woodmere. Oh, um, okay. cool, cool. I think it's where Judd Apatow is from. I oh, think. shit. I know Alan Zwei, Zweiberg, what's his name? Something, I don't whatever. know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, but, but what was I saying? I totally forgot. Oh, but you're uh, saying being gay took the center being stage. Being gay at 2003. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think like my town was just like pretty progressive. And then also like, I think because my sister was like just so popular, like I was just sort of seen as like an extension of her and like, Every like it's funny because it sounds um, like we should have your sister sis- on. Yeah, okay, go ahead. You really should. <laughs> yeah. I'm really like I'm the Ashley of of this Simpson family. Um, <laughs> Yo, that is deep. That is deep. But she, she, you know what? One hundred percent. I like I like that single though. That that single she put out is real good. It's good. Oh one. my god. The best. Uh, what was it? I forget what it was called. Ashley Simpson. Pieces of me. That's right. Pieces of yeah. me. Yeah. So good. And then Shadow and all of it. Lala. Truly loved Ashley Simpson. My first concert was Ashley Simpson. Al- That's so on brand for you, and I love it. That Long is amazing. Island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Long Island. Uh, it's so Long Island. Uh, yeah, extremely. Gay Long um, Island kid. Yep. Ashley Simpson at the mall. You have Got it. to. Like, yep. You have to. You, have you to. literally have to. Yeah. yeah. Like she was just the right amount of angst. Like I was angsty, but I didn't have any actual like uh, yes. adversity yet. So it yeah. was like yeah. this right. is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then like afterwards, I'm, yeah, you had a. Yeah, yeah, you went to Cinnabon or whatever. Yep. My mm-hmm. axe to Get grind it. is that people like my sister more than me. So I, I, <laughs> wow. I was as hot like, as she yes. is. Right, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. And she, she dyed her hair black, and I was like, my hair's already black. I don't even have to dye it. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, man. Um, but yeah, everyone was just like really chill, and they just like, my okay, so my sister, uh, she would tell people that Hawaiian, which is not exactly true we're not indigenous hawaiian we're japanese but my mom is from hawaii and one day uh in school i told my sister i was like alana you know that we're not we're not hawaiian we're japanese and she was like just go with it they like it tell them what they like (gasps) no yes genius truly genius and it was the first time that i even it even occurred to me that like could lie for your benefit and i was like what like that that was the difference between my sister and i like my sister was just so the and like just like she was just like in the mix and like ready to play and like get in there and i was just such a sideline kind of like eh, like correcting people's facts and stuff um, <laughs> actually um. yeah yeah um so people were just like you guys are hawaiian that's so cool and also like everyone just knew us so like nobody nobody was curious about like my heritage or whatever yeah. and then when i left like my hometown everybody knew me i moved to new york city where like you would think it would be like you'd leave a small town that was really small-minded go to a big city where everyone would be like really like embrace you but Mm. it was like i moved into the city when and i was just constantly meeting strangers who were constantly wanting to know what are you 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 right um and then also like as a man becoming a man and being asian it's like there's this whole like just 
god awful fucking like narrative like just dumped on you mm-hmm. that this just needed to be like reaffirmed mm. um so that there was the, all of that um so yeah it wasn't until like i went to college and got you know older that like i started to like be made aware of my asianness like on a daily basis right also coming from theater it's like theater is like has always been like colorblind mm. um so that was like I, I like when I was a kid I was playing white I was playing Asian I was like play, I played everything honestly maybe now it would be like considered a problem right um, <laughs> right but, I mean they uh, almost cast you yeah, as a lion it? for sure yeah I get it <laughs> yeah I, I think you know nowadays we might accuse someone of having too much urban edge if they shouldn't <laughs> um, <laughs> damn uh, yeah so it was um yeah, it was like the whole the whole like narrative like felt it felt like right, reversed right, right. for me. Wait, yeah. I'm so sorry to do this. I have to pee so bad, so I'm gonna have to. Oh, do it. How are you do doing? That. You have to. Do you have to. And poop. Jared, are if you, you gotta poop, you can poop. Let's do it. Now's the time. I'm gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'll stay here. The adrenaline kicked in, and I was just like, "We can do this." But <laughs> Go. I'll be right back. Go for it. Life hasn't been easy lately, but looking, feeling, and smelling your best doesn't have to be hard. With a short quiz, Hawthorne makes grooming for modern guys almost effortless. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. It's really easy. You start with their quiz. On this quiz, they ask you things like, what's your favorite drink? How do you like to spend a night out? Where do you like to go? That sort of stuff. It's a lot of, it's actually really fun. Uh, it's, it's, I love talking about myself. You answer all these quizzes. It's, pr- it's pretty short. It's pretty simple. Uh, and the products I got are awesome. I got two kinds of cologne. I got some shampoo. I have this really cool deodorant because I am also a stinky boy. And I think it really helps. You know, they, you, know you gotta take care of uh, your beautiful Asian skin. Hawthorne even takes the risk out of it by giving you free shipping on your orders and returns. And if you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. With high quality self-care products tailored specifically to your needs from Hawthorne, looking your best has never been easier. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code NOTASIAN to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code NOTASIAN. Hawthorne.co, promo code NOTASIAN. Hello, Hello tushy. tushy. The future of toileting has arrived. Okay, it's technically been around for centuries, but hideously expensive, costing thousands. Now the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment is here to level the playing field. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and affordable. Hello Tushy 3.0 doesn't just cleanse your butt with a precise stream of fresh water. It cleans itself. Mm. Before and after, it's used with the Smart Spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. Shout out to the people who were part of that study. Because with (laughs) Hello Tushy, you don't wipe at all. Just poop, spray, dry, and go. And sanitation is so simple. The Schmutz Shield offers easy cleaning and the knobs are naturally antimicrobial. It is trademarked. The Schmutz Shield is trademarked. There's no way that's real. (laughs) The Schmutz Shield is a trademark thing. Plus, every Hello Tushy Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Already got a tush on your pot? Upgrade to the new 3.0 model. If you're new to the revolution, join millions of Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. It's true, buddy. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash ANA. 
Well, this is the Asian Not Asian podcast, and I'm Mike Nguyen, and I'm the only one here. While um, my co-host Fumi Abe and our guest Jared Goldstein um, have a little bio break, and, and so while I'm here, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, bring my vibe, um, which is uh, compact folding knives. Uh, what are your thoughts? Best combat folding knives, not combat even everyday carry. This is the one I have. I have a uh, Benchmade bug out <laughs> really you know it's a great blade uh s3 s30 v steel so hold a hold a nice edge really light um it's got this kind of fiber plastic fiber handle uh nice access um clip here man this this podcast got incredibly straight really fast as soon as you start talking about everyday carry folding knives it's a straight move, dude. That's pretty much the opposite of uh, of trying out for the Lion King. I heard so. all that because I have my AirPods on and I loved it. I, know, I, I, heard, I heard you so. laughing. I heard you laughing from <laughs> yeah, the thing. Compact. And I was like, compact. compact I'm going to bring my knives. vibes. What are your compact thoughts on folding knives? What are your thoughts? Are you guys are you guys a uh, half serrated, a half straight? I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a all straight. Uh, all you know, polished. I like the polish. I like Damn. the drop. Point, sometimes so. sometimes you're such a knife Asian. It cracks me up. You know. Knife, mall knife Asian is absolutely my vibe. Uh, leave like, a comment I'm, below. You know, leave what? a comment I'm below so on the YouTube Jared page. Is here because you know what? Jared went to the mall and he was watching, you know, he's watching Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson. We were also at the mall. mall. Yeah. We were at the mall. We were just different places. Yeah. Exactly. I was, I was at, the, I was at, um, I was at Auntie Ann's. Auntie Annie's eating a fucking cinnamon, yep. cinnamon covered pretzel. Yeah. Well, we all, everybody, Auntie Annie, everybody goes to Auntie Annie's eventually. Yeah, you're right. That's you just, the, when do you go? Good, you know? It's the great unifier. Did you go to um, any, did you go to any, um, were there, it was, so it was hard to find anime when I was a teenager. It wasn't impossible, but it was harder to find. You had to go to the bookstore and there was like a section and that section got bigger and bigger every year because it was starting to get really popular, but it wasn't yeah, like, super, yeah, yeah, yeah. was it like really easy for you to find an anime and well, uh, I, manga? So there was, there was a Japanese bookstore in Columbus, so you could find it there. Nice. So I would just go there. And then like, sometimes nice. I would see Americans there who were like super into anime. Cause at that time, like mangas hadn't been translated yet. Right. So like you had to go to the, you had to go to the source and we're back and uh, we're with back. our, with our bladders and intestines <laughs> uh, empty, all empty. empty. I think, yeah. I think, is, I think that's where your poop is intestines. I'm not really sure. I'm not a doctor. Don't ask Something me. I'm like a that. podcast Asian. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, Jared, <laughs> we I want, yeah. now that you got back from the toilet, this might be a great time to ask you. Um, going off of you know your little identity journey that you went through, <laughs> and we and, you know and we all go through it. Uh, My little identity journey. <laughs> what the fuck, man! I'm pouring my goddamn heart at you. <laughs> it was adorable. It was adorable. No. Your little identity journey, where you were so confused, is so cute. You're like, tell I us do. about how hard it was to be half Asian. It was so. Oh my gosh! And oh, oh you got to pass as Hawaiian. That's really, that's so difficult. Oh so you were pretending you were indigenous for clout. Continue. <laughs> Dude, you, did, you, 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 did you really have a, you had a Long Island accent? Oh, when you were growing full up? Long Island accent. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I have, there's clips of me um, in, so I did this, I did this movie. It was called Manhattan Midnight. It was a Chinese movie directed by this guy named Michael Wong, who was like this like really fancy, big Asian director starred Maggie Q. She played wow, my mom. Maggie Q. 
Richard Hugh played really? my mom. Yeah. Whoa. Um, Richard Grieco played my dad. Uh, Whoa, it, Richard Grieco! Holy yeah, fuck! <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was like an action movie. Like they sh- like it, it was so fun. It was so fun. We are watching were like, this for our next Patreon hangout. Yeah, hundred yes, percent. Oh, it can be found. It can be found. And like we like we had to do stunts. There were like race cars. It was so fucking fun. We shot it in Queens. I was like. 11 it was like my first my first movie ever they paid me in cash at the end of the day every day really crazy yeah it gave me an envelope of cash every day which was great that's also weird um but i had a very thick long island accent and when we watched the movie and i heard myself talking i was like I sound I sound like my mother, <laughs> you know, because you know when you're 11, you sound like a girl. And yeah, I just sounded like my actual mom <laughs> coming out of like uh, an 11 year old boy. So people, I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop saying orange and start orange. saying orange. I've yeah, never people, met a Japanese yeah. person with a Long Island accent. I, I, I want to meet no, your no, mom on here. That sounds hilarious. A Oh my God. Half Japanese. If you talk to her on the phone, thickest Brooklyn accent. If you cut her traffic, like she like drops all of her R's. You motherless bastard. (laughs) You cock sucking motherless bastard. That is... That is a, 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 a perfect impression of my mother. That um, That is turning me on. And I... Um, <laughs> it's crazy. A half Japanese, Jewish, a little Hawaiian thrown in there, a Long little. Island <laughs> person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No wonder. Gay, I mean, even. you know, yeah, and gay. I forgot about that one. Your little identity <laughs> journey is so cute. I just love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your little identity. Uh, <laughs> do you ever do? You ever do I, I I love when I, I I've told Fumi before. I don't know if you had this when you were when you came we came to New York. When I first moved to New York, of course I had seen all the you know New York accent and you know Brooklyn and, and New Jersey and all that stuff. I I thought that was I didn't think it was fake. I just didn't think it was as like every day as it was and when i moved to new york i was like oh my god everybody really talks like this this is this is do you guys hear yourselves it's hilarious <laughs> yeah and yeah yeah to, to this day i kind of wish i could talk like that because it just you just feel like people should pay attention to you and like you know get out of your way in, in traffic do you ever like whip it out again just to i don't know <laughs> in a, especially in la looking like you yeah. with the hair and the pigtails and just like just throw yeah, it out there. there. Yeah, you fucking go to the soul cycle and just whip it <laughs> out. You fucking cocksucker. You took my bike. That's fucking you tight. Know? That's tight. <laughs> it is It is literally when I get mad. When I get like mad, I start talking faster and I just like kind of adopt my dad. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even realize it. A friend of mine, a friend of mine pointed it out the other day and he was like, there's New York. And I was Yay. like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. It's when I get mad. If I'm explaining like something dumb somebody did and when I think about it, it starts to just get like, there's like a staccato and like a, and like a tempo that really kicks in. Uh, all right, and we are back with everyone's favorite segment. It is Das Race News. And uh, uh, man, you know, we've been, I don't want to say we've been holding off on this, um, but I, I, think, I think what it is is that Fumi and I, we, we're going to talk about this thing, and it's, it's a struggle because it is not funny. <laughs> and we're, we're <laughs> supposed to be a comedy podcast about whatever it is, whether you're, uh, you know, we, we make jokes about everything. We make jokes about 
side culture we make jokes about <laughs> long island asians who which by the way i cannot get that that image of you say, saying stuff in a long island accent out of my head there's something it woke up something in my mind it that's is a character amazing. for sure yeah not even a character it is a fetish for me okay it is it's amazing <laughs> oh, yeah. okay and, your dick is so um, my small favorite thing, yeah <laughs> my favorite thing about uh coming home is um calling an uber and having the driver roll the window down and go jared, ah! <laughs> jared. jared. i love that that's that's like your i'm home moment right 100 yes. you know because in ever it's like jared jared jared, jared? Uh, hi, is jared here you, you go home jared yeah. your kombucha is here yeah <laughs> oh my god yes, i love it that's, jared, jared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about that yeah. is the energy we will we like but you know what i mean i wanted to talk about this and i don't even know what to call this this is just sort of like this this craziness that's happening with um you know uh a lot of uh Asian Americans um, being assaulted in the street. It, this is happening a lot of places, a lot in Oakland, a lot in the Bay Area, uh, but in New York City as well. Um, you know, Fumi was just showing me an article about something that happened in Paris. I don't know if that's related, but uh, I think right now it's, um, and it's starting to like get more traction in the mainstream media. Not a lot, but mm. some. Um, and, and of course I'm talking about just a lot more, uh, Again, hate crimes, whatever you want to call it, assault on uh, an, you know anti-Asian racism sentiment that's happening yep. in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, not funny. Is <laughs> really this is probably I don't think I could write a joke about it. Maybe it's probably out there. I don't know. Fumi had a, Fumi actually had a pretty good. You had a funny joke about um, the uh, uh, anti-Asian oh, the racism hotline. That was pretty good. I, st- I still do that one joke. Uh, I mean, seriously, it's like it's um, and and it's crazy too. I think I think there's a lot of different things you can talk to about this, but the the I guess the one of the first things is that it's happening in places where you might think it would be safe for Asian people to walk around in. Like you know, I know yeah. I saw this video, that terrible video of uh, this old this uh, older dude gets pushed by um, you know uh, some somebody in Oakland Chinatown. And Oakland Chinatown, if you haven't been, isn't very big, and it's not like it's not like what you think Chinatown is as far as like it being a scene. It's, it's very, it's just like a neighborhood and it's, it's, um, it's not super, it's not super crowded or anything like that. It is very, you know, Asian. It's very, you know, very Chinese. It's maybe like, you know, 10 blocks or so, right. The, 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 the proper part of it. And, um, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of Asian people and you would think that of all places, the San Francisco Bay area, which we really should change the name to the Asian American Bay Area. Uh, it, 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 you think that's be the place where everybody would be safe, but it's really not. And you're seeing it also in Queens of all places. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know where 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 you know. There's a lot of Asian Americans in in LA, Jared. I don't know if you, you know, are you are you? I, I if I could, I would be trying to pass off as a, a Long Island person. You know, it's it's freaky out there. You know. Yeah, it's it's really scary. Um, like we have so much to worry about in the first place, especially with our parents, um, with COVID. Um, my parents, they, yeah. they live on Staten Island, uh, which is not the most progressive place by a long shot. Um, it right. is in, it's technically right. New York City, but it's really, um, 
not very safe. Uh, you know, it's like in our in our minds, like our parents are like perpetually forty. You know, yes, yes, like that's they just so sort true. Of never really right. But it's like I read these this information, and I'm like, this is awful. But then it's not even my first thought until I'm like, oh my god, this is my mom. My mom 100% qualifies for like this. Was it 1900% yes. uptick in right. in Asian hate crimes? That's such um, a yeah. So, yeah Qu- you know? Qualify is a funny word. You qualify for a yeah. knuckle sandwich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. It's such a crazy and it's such a crazy number. I was, uh, you know, uh, there's a stat that says there's there were eighteen hundred attacks last year, according to the UN. Which is, I mean, that's uh, you know, that's like that's more than one per day, which is nuts. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I w- I've I'm you know like I'm I'm also wondering uh because it makes you th- kind of think like um can who who else might be targeted or like you know f- hey I, I don't know if if fumi and i we don't look that old but hey who knows if somebody's going to come after us you know i mean what do you think fumi you know you, you're talking about like the the media thing earlier you're like it's not getting a lot of media attention and I, I see a lot of my like asian comedian friends um posting about it and stuff which i think is awesome um but i think the part of the you know, obviously there's that narrative of like Asian people are invisible. Nobody, nobody cares about what, you know, it's like what happens to Asian people isn't really a concern of most of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most America, right? There's that. But also, um, you know, I, I found myself also not, I don't want to say I didn't care, but I, I found myself also being like, wait, is this like a real thing? Because it sounds so insane. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Right, like it sounds made up that people yeah. are just like shoving old Asian people across the country, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. Just because, like, it it, it, it just, just I I didn't think we could be here at in 2021. It it doesn't sound. It, it's kind of like you know when I when I told you the other day that you know our friend who owns a Chinese restaurant, she's Chinese Amer- or she's Asian American. White guys will come into that restaurant and be like, "Ni hao, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you're that. That's like that's like a bitch. That's like sorry. That's a bit, right? Like you're doing a stand-up yeah. act. This is this is this cannot be real. I mean, you're joking, but it turns yeah. out like it is real. And I think that's the that was my reaction for this. And I think that's why it took me a while to like even form an opinion on it because for a long time, like I too was in denial of like there's no way this must be like an isolated it, thing. And you look at the numbers, you're like, what the fuck? Where do I even live? You know? Yeah. It it, it the the weird thing for me is that it's it's so like one to one with exactly. I don't know why I didn't. You, I think you're right. I think it was like it's if if somebody were to say, you know, if if you do, um, if if you if you if you tell people about the whole China vi- China virus thing and you talk shit about Asian people, then Asian people are going to get hurt in the street. And it it you you almost feel like oh that that correlation isn't going to be completely tight. You know, oh I'm sure I'm sure it'll be okay. I'm sure rhetoric, right on. CNN or on Twitter doesn't translate to physical violence, but apparent it does. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I didn't think that wouldn't work. You know, mm. of course it is, right? If you if you say that Asian people are this and and that they're not, you know, they're carrying viruses or whatever the fuck it is, and people are going to, um, if you, in, in, other, in other words, if you're racist, people become, ra- if you say racist things, people act racist. Who's, who would have thought, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it just seems so obvious that I was, that I did, you're right, I, I almost was like, 
no, I'm sure America will be able to figure it out. No, we didn't. No, we really didn't. <laughs> they never we can. We Twitter <laughs> and we, re- we retweeted it and then we punched an old Asian guy in the back of the head. That's really where we are. So <laughs> it's fantastic. People people are doing stuff. Uh, it's it's uh, it's about being anti-racist that now they're like setting up like, you know, things where people, you know, can, can escort old people around which i can't believe yeah. we're, we're there um yeah i know but yeah i think it's uh i think uh you know just please be safe out there um if, if you are gonna um hurt yourself uh do it taking nudes okay that's how that's how you're gonna <laughs> that's what you should do so yeah um, and, um so that's all i got um i uh, uh i've put together a fundraiser uh coming up in march i think it's on the 13th um it'll be like a fuck zoom comedy show uh, and all of the proceeds will be going to uh, different uh, Asian charities. Um, so look out for that and come oh, support that's amazing. And, and help us raise money. Uh, and damn, you are you Did- got abs and are charitable. This is ridiculous. Wow, you gotta- yeah. wow. <laughs> we got to do what we and can do. And you can do the Long Island accent. Oh my god, <laughs> folks, that concludes our episode. Um, you know, we hope you um, learned a lot about. Um, you know that you can have it all. You can you can be like Jared, okay? You can have that accent. You can <laughs> you can have the abs and be um, what is that word? Philanthropic. 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 Yes. Philanthropic. 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 <laughs> Don't do this to me, Jared. Don't do this to Yo, me. When you say that with a Long Island accent, it actually sounds like you're stealing money from like <laughs> yeah, that, from it, like a charitable yeah, organization. Right, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You're philanthropic or something? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh my god! My Put on god. a comedy show. You're gonna save the world, huh? <laughs> <laughs> my god, Jared. Where can our fans find you and your work and your amazing accents? Uh, you can find me uh, on all socials at Hey Jared Hey H E Y J A R E D H E Y. Hell yeah! And uh, do you have anything cool coming up that you want to plug? Yeah, um, I'm on the Unicorn uh, this coming week. Uh, It's Thursday nights at 9.30. um, And then next month, uh, Hannah Pilkis and I will be doing a fundraiser show uh, on on the internet. So look out for that and come join and and help us raise some money. Awesome. I will definitely um, send me the link. Send me the link for that. I'll put it in the episode description. Oh my God, that would be great. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Of course. Yeah, send it to me when you send your files and stuff. Um, As always, please follow Asian Not Asian on all the socials. We're on there at Asian Not Asian pod, especially Instagram. I'm also on there at the Fumiyabe. That's T-H-E-F-U-M-I-A-B-E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Uh, please come to our um, Zoom stand-up comedy show. Uh, the next one will be um, Friday, February 5th, 8 p.m. Just go to asian.asianpod.com for free tickets. It's free, so bring your friends. And uh, join our Patreon, again, for that bonus content. We also do a hangout. It's a good time. So if you love the pod, you want to support it, it's quarantine. Comedians are not working. We're doing shit on Zoom. Please go to patreon.com slash asian.asianpod uh, and give us that hard-earned stimulus check money. Apparently, we're going to get another one, by the way, right? Biden's going to give us more money, I, I think. I think. Weird, I think. So that'll be a great opportunity for you to just go straight to patreon.com slash asian.asianpod. <laughs> uh, Mike, anything else? I think um, that's it. Um, Jared, do you, c- can you say goodbye uh, as a true Long Islander would say goodbye? Because um, I need that <laughs> to stay warm tonight. So <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anos, we love you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.